Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Merry Easter. Yes, Merry Easter. Sunday. Recording on a Sunday is weird. I know, it's early as well. T hasn't it? T hasn't had any chips. No. I Look at him, he's having to struggle by over twirl. Yeah. Yeah, Easter eggs, isn't it? So <laughs> I've got some Easter eggs in the fridge for your tea if you want some. You absolute cunt. <laughs> Chocolates do not go in the fridge. Why? If you think that, you should delete your life. But why though? Chocolate does belong in the fridge. It's does so nice when it's cold. Fridge. They're not sold in fridges. Right. So does it go in the fridge? Yeah. So what do you do? You buy a chocolate in the shop, you go home... But what does it do to it? In, it just reduces the quality, it makes it hard. What's but then you put it in that? your mouth, goes down, yeah, it goes, melts. Yeah, exactly, it's well, part of the process. What do you no do? Point. Go home and put it in a microwave. I read once, right? I read <laughs> well, that. Why does it go in a bloody microwave? <laughs> I, I read once, right, that um, part of the whole thing why chocolate becomes can, can become so addictive, other than obviously the, the fact that the sugar is yeah. because of the temperature that it's at, so you're probably right. When you put... It's designed so that as soon as it goes into your mouth, it starts to melt yeah. because it's at that critical ah. uh, temperature. So the tea's probably right. Yeah, but it's just stupid. You go into a shop, you're going to go home, put it in the fridge, watch a bit of, I don't know, watch a bit of peak practice, yeah. then go in the fridge and eat it. What's the bloody point of that? Peak I like my chocolate out of the fridge. But some, I, do. I don't <laughs> like it when people put ketchup in the fridge. Uh, I, don't, I don't really care. It makes I no think difference grim. to me. Yeah, ketchup is grim anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Boxing. So we're recording on a Sunday because... Uh, well, we ain't got time next week, actually. No. So, <laughs> let's be honest. Busy yeah. people. So we've uh, so we've clamoured together to react initially to uh, obviously the world title unification fight at the Principality last night. Yeah. Do you feel like it passed by a little bit? This whole kind of you know a unification on British yeah. sort of this is the first time it's ever happened. Yeah. Was it? It was the first time it's a it's we've had a, a proper unification. Yeah, in the heavyweight division. Heavy yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy sorry. Weight, yeah. Um, and it was still. <clears throat> it's a bit nah. Yeah. 
Is that I just me or? I mean, because there wasn't much needle going in his hair. It was mm. just the most needle was from the promoter from Higgins. But uh, that wasn't with Joshua Klitschko, and that that really that was, did feel Klitschko like Klitschko was a name. Yeah, Klitschko okay. is, is a legend of the sport, whereas Parker is just a guy with a belt. Yeah, and although I was impressed with him last night, I thought he was he was decent. He was competitive throughout, but it, it did kind of pass us by because Joshua won and Joshua won at a Well, let's let's start with what we what we were saying um, a couple of weeks ago about what we thought would happen. I I thought that just Joshua would just be on another level, yeah. really, because. Uh, after the park of what I saw against Huey Fury and um, uh, and others was just I just didn't think it was up there and I, and I must say in the first three four rounds I thought well, I'm right here this this could this could Joshua yeah. could finish this whenever he wants to but yeah. you could see that um, that AJ was was purposely trying to as the fight went on it made more sense of that it looked like he was trying to keep it a little bit long. He talked about sitting behind the jab after after the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never know how much of that is just reacting to how how it's actually gone rather than what was planned. But um, Parker came into it after the, that fifth, fifth round. He had a really good fifth round, I think it was, wasn't yeah. it? Round five. Yeah. Um, and kind of came back into it a little bit and, you know, won probably two, maybe three rounds on the trot. And yeah. then you thought, oh, hello, is, 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 is this going to change up a little bit? But it didn't. You know, Joshua kind of put his foot down a little bit and kind of just sped off into the distance. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was all right. It was an okay enough fight. It was, yeah. a, it was intriguing. Yeah. I, I think when you watch when you watch big fights like that, you know, they're intriguing. You know, it may not be the most action field. Not every fight's <clears> going to be Joshua Klitschko. Sometimes it can be a bit of a chess match like that. And after six rounds, I thought... I had it three rounds apiece. I thought this is this is level. Parker's kind of coming you on. You had now. it three rounds apiece. After, After six, six rounds, yeah. Oh, I Dude. thought Parker won the first round. Joshua didn't do anything for the first two minutes of the first round. Did nothing. <clears throat> That's true. First round, nothing passed me by a little bit. So, and then so I thought Parker won the first round. I thought Joshua won the next two. I think the next three, and then I gave Parker the next two, and so okay. I had it three three after six. But then, like you said, Joshua just kind of put his foot down a little bit. Championship rounds. See, I had Josh, I had Parker taking the the fifth, sixth, the fifth, sixth, and the seventh. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. So you can yeah. easily, when you you know, you score one round at a time. Yeah. And you go after six, seven rounds, you can easily have it level. You can easily have it level. But Joshua's ring generalship was ex- uh, was exceptional. It was fantastic. Like he just he controlled range. His feet were great. He just pinned Parker into the corners whenever he wanted to. But he was cautious. He was cautious about getting caught with something. You saw Parker probably buzzed him once. He buzzed him on the inside of an uppercut. Mm. Um, that, yeah, because you saw Judge just kind of stick his stick that left hand out just to hold hold that jab position, just to say, right, hold Ooh. it a second here, because that that shook me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, split second. I mean, it kind of passed. I'm obviously it was a buzz. Commentary. It wasn't it, wasn't. it wasn't mentioned in commentary. Obviously, <laughs> but, <laughs> the commentary is fucking dreadful. Well, the T, coverage, talk, the coverage is dreadful. Yeah, we'll, we'll and, get to and, we'll and get me. we'll get to that. T, talk to me about um, about Joshua's performance in terms of as, as what Cal said there about ring generalship. Uh, how much of that was Joshua making changes and, and improving, and how much of it was Parker maybe quite cautious about I, power and, and I, his ability? I feel Joshua knew he couldn't knock him out. So I think he probably figured, you know, let's just win the fight. And and that's what he did. And I mean, you had Parker hurt a couple of times, but Parker wasn't an easy t- wasn't an easy person to hit. And I think Joshua was, was wary of his tank, you know, wearing himself out, trying to go for the knockout. I mean, he um, knocked down Klitschko in the fifth round. He spent the rest of the, rest of the round chasing him, mm. worn out as fuck. <clears throat> and then it took a few rounds off. So I think he was wary of um, what he had left in the tank, even though he lost a bit of weight. I think, um, you know, I just, I just think he just thought, you know, I just need to win, just to stay unbeaten, and just, and just win the fight, and and he did. 
was he not helped, but was he uh, patted on the back as he went about his business, should we say, by the referee? It was a little bit Joe Cortez the performance, wasn't it? He was just I said right before the fight started, they showed they showed the referee, it showed he had a, he had seven world title fights and I thought seven world title fights. There's thirteen weight divisions and four or five if you count regular titles. <laughs> In every division, he's only managed to squeeze seven into his career, and he wasn't a young chap either. No, um, nice. His English was not the best either, as we heard afterwards <coughs> from um, from Josie Parker himself and his trainer. Um, oh God, what's his name? Barry. Barry. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You've got you've got three three uh, sanctioning bodies. They all tend to have their referees, kind of thing, and that's the consensus they came up with. Really, mm. they should have got an American, just somebody. I don't know. So essentially, what he was doing was. Was not letting them not not letting them fight out, no. out up close and was separating them. The first time he really kind of stepped in was, I mean, horrific at one stage because they were in the middle of fighting it out yeah. and yeah. it was fine. No one was holding. He and he him. and he, he almost, almost got, got it himself. Yeah. Is that when they went over to the ropes? Yes. The thing was, Parker's arm went over the ropes, so that could be dangerous. And I think that's why. But he that was it. he was already kind of halfway yeah. in at that point. Yeah, he, was he probably in. aided that. Yeah, yeah. But they, I can see why I, at the time, because my my stepbrother I watched it with said, "What's he fucking doing?" I said, "His arms caught over the rope. That's dangerous." Mm. Because he's half out the ring, he can't defend himself properly. So I could see why the referee jumped in there. But he was he was just a little bit too busy. Parker's quite a scrappy fighter anyway. Everyone saw that in the Fury fight. He's quite scrappy, and so the referee was always going to have quite a busy night. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it was bad. It was. It wasn't the best. Is it? Is it something that's worth? Really. I mean, we're talking about it now, but what I mean is, is it is it a talking point? Because it certainly it seems so online. Didn't to, it didn't change the result. No, of course it didn't. No, 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 no. But I did, you know, when you look at the people who were talking about it afterwards, mm. you, know, you know, Adam Smith was, was quite vocal in saying that the ref was terrible. Mm. I think even Barney Francis was was, was seen uh, to be making gestures of a, of a similar idea. Barney Francis is, is the head of Sky Sports, who mm-hmm. was obviously sat ringside. Um so yeah, I mean, I was. It annoyed me. I mean, it didn't change the result, did it? In any no. way, but um, I've seen worse performances. Okay, fair I've enough. Seen worse um, scorecards. So they came out at one eighteen, one ten, uh, twice, and then one nineteen, one oh nine. A tad wide for me. Apparently, the Kiwi judge had it the widest, didn't he? Think it was the one nineteen, yeah, one oh nine. That's yeah. I think that does an injustice to Parker, doesn't it? Really, that envelope must have been fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes when when you have a fight like this, where it's where they try to make the judges neutral, sometimes they overcompensate. Mm. And it happened. It happened in Lewis Evander Holyfield one. The one that scored it a draw was the British judge. Right. And sometimes they just try to overcompensate for oh, I don't want to be seen as biased, and they go the other way. Mm. But Parker deserved three, maybe four rounds. Yeah, no more than that. Really. <clears throat> So there's no, there's no massive. There's no need to get. Is it was bad because it does him a disjust, It does him a disservice, Parker, because he, he actually was competitive throughout, and there mm. was close, close rounds. But mm, there's nothing to get. It, to it doesn't encourage people wanting to fight here, though. No, and, true. And obviously we're going to talk about that in a bit. But um, the same England is a home of boxing. They've got the best fans in the world, but our judges are dreadful. I mean, obviously those judges were in English, but. Mm. It happened in England soil, so you've got to take it as, as that. Yeah. yeah, under our jurisdiction, it's board the British Board's jurisdiction. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, they said that about Germany in the days of Svenotka back mm. in the, you know, 90s and noughties. Yeah. So. yeah, and Sturm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, you got a point. Are we, seeing, are we seeing improvements in, in Anthony Joshua? We, you know, it's easy to forget. This is his 21st fight, yeah, and I know people have Ooh. issues with the kind of... Not necessarily. I don't think people have issues with Joshua. I think they have an issue with the with the machine around him. Mm. Um, and as T says, the coverage last night at times was was 
sickly, sickly sweet. Uh, yeah, and it, and it was it was uh, after the fight um, with with the, with the Sky Pundits and and look, we know that you know they're all friends. It's a tight it's a tight yeah. community, you know. So so I get it to an extent, but. At one point, it was like, come on, guy. And I never thought I'd say this, but relying on Carl Froch to actually uh, to come in and reason. have a little bit of voice of reason was 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 quite amusing. But um, are, are we forgetting my original point? Was are we, are we in danger of overlooking it? The fact that this Joshua's only twenty first fight, he's working with a fantastic trainer. Are, are we seeing improvements? Oh, definitely. I think we definitely. I think it was a really mature performance. He actually. I don't want to get carried away, but he almost looked like the heir apparent to Lennox Lewis mm. in, in the way he boxed, in how he kept it at range and how he just, he controlled the fight throughout. So I think there's absolutely improvements in there. He looked like, he looked like the champion. Um, I don't go get, don't buy too much in it. It's only his 21st fight. He's a unified heavyweight champion in the world. We, I don't, you can't look at him like he's a prospect anymore or mm. like, oh, it's only, no. But this is his sixth world title fight and his yeah. third stadium fight on the trot. Yeah, he's he's which means he's an elite fighter now, mm. which means we can't treat him with kid gloves anymore. We have to we have to judge him on being the unified heavyweight champion in the world. We yeah. can't judge him like he's a prospect anymore. Fair enough. No, I agree. Um unless anyone anything else that you wanted to say about the coverage last night. I mean I thought I, I wasn't too fussed about the commentary, I thought it was it was fine. I, I had a little think about it actually this morning after, you know, we all talk about it in our own groups and yeah. we see it on Twitter and everything like that. And I did think do you know what, it's such a unique situation in, in boxing because you know, with with football, you know, like every football fan, for example, feels that Sky or BT have got something against their club, and it's yeah. it's, a, it's a bit laughable at times. But you know, with boxing, you are they are signed up to a to a stable. Yeah. You know, you don't have you know as much. No matter what people think, Sky aren't signed up. You know, to United or to, yeah. you know they've got the whole league. Yeah. Whereas you know, Sky have got Anthony Joshua. Yeah, so are we being naive to expect for it to be? But Down the middle, straight, straight, all the way. One, one thing that was really telling was when they were saying, um, I think the Showtime, was it Showtime that's showing it? Yep, yeah. They said Showtime had the, had the fight a lot closer. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my God, how, the, how could they have had it so close kind of thing? Mm, yeah. And I think they interviewed Hernan around nine and he was saying, oh, you know, I don't think Parker's run around. Yeah. And I was thinking, come I mean, obviously I don't expect Hearn to say otherwise. Yeah. But you'd expect the commentator to be a little bit impartial I just want a boxing version of like a Graham Sooners it just says it how it is you know? mm. maybe Jim Watt was that guy for it a while it was Jim Watt but um it just... and the figure the stick he got you know Jim Watt really what, and I said this on a podcast before Jim Watt they should have just made him the pundit guy on yeah. the outside because he was on commentary he felt like he always had to speak and so he'd end up just talking nonsense I loved him on commentary I loved, I loved lie, Jim yeah. Watt because he would say it how it is and he would actually make reference to the fact that he that he was told to say things. He mm. referenced it on ringside once, basically, oh, no, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this kind of thing because there is an agenda, there is a script they have to follow. And, and is that understandable is what my point it is? It is understandable, but it doesn't make it right. You know, at the end of the day, TV covering TV is journalism and we expect we expect our journalists to be impartial. You know, we expect... But, we're asked, but you're asking... But you're asking no, I'm asking current s- and ex-pros yeah. who are involved mm. with the same promoters usually yeah. with the same managers and and with the same setup right to be to be very impartial and I'm, think, so, I'm not saying that's not well, right but is that naive to, to ask that well it is, it is a bit naive but i mean okay boxers aren't exactly their brains of britain or universe or whatever but they can still call it as, as i've seen it i mean last night joshua wasn't in trouble he never looked like losing the fight that's that's a fact mm-hmm. but they could still say well parker had moments where you know he, won, he nicked a few rounds and he did this and that and after they could have said, well, the, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone said the Wilder fight was a foregone conclusion that AJ wins it in two, three rounds, but they were a bit dismissive of him. And 
I think it's probably more noise that there were people, there are people of the general public buying it. But then, but that's, then that's naive on my part. Too. Yeah, but then also what you're saying is, if this, if this was, if this was um, a Steve Bunce or you know, old Mark, you know, our very own Mark, say you know, as a journalist being put on TV or interview for that type, then then you would expect it to be far more. Um, but why impartial. don't they do that? Well, that's a good question. That's the th- that's yeah. the thing. No one's saying they have to hire Tony Bellew, Matthew Macklin, and Carl Frotch and yeah. Johnny Nelson. To, there needs to be a line between Matram and Sky because mm. at the minute they're the same thing. Mm. They, Sky need to to cover the fight and match will need to provide the fights there's no line there it's all just blurred into one mm. they need to have a, a boxing journalist part of part of their you know coverage have someone like Andy Lee who's been on their coverage a few times but he's not part of the stable yeah. just some just break it up a little bit instead of having three cheerleaders that are all part of the same thing none of them say anything interesting I no mean, you well want... I'm not sure about that I think Tony I think Tony Bell you look as much no matter what you think of Tony Bell I think he's he does I, I think he does see it. I don't think he is playing to a line or whatever. He's saying what he feels. And you can see after the David Price fight, which we'll talk about in a minute, you can see that he was... You know, David Price is not part of Matchroom, um, but then there's no risk, there's no threat in David Price in anything. But I, I think that there are some bits of, of interest to see, but I just... Um, I think you could say the same for all sports. I think it would be nice to, in football on, on a Super Sunday that we're going to have later on today, we'll have three ex-pros on that. Yeah. You know, so I get what you're saying about the whole matchroom and, and Sky, and it's becoming it's becoming too close now. But um, it, it's I, I just I worry that you know we're we're asking or thinking of something that was just never going to happen. I think in boxing, the role of the pundit and the commentator is a bit more important than mm. than it is in football. Yeah, that's how I don't I can't fully explain why, but I think in in boxing it is quite important for them to kind of say what we're not seeing. Mm. But anyway, we're kind of veering off course, man. Let's talk about after the fight, what, what AJ said. Yeah, so... Because um, yeah, I, just, I, just, I just heard Cal say, say his name! Yeah. Say his name! <laughs> he wouldn't say his name. <laughs> they Whose was, name? He wouldn't say Deontay Wilder. Okay. He just wouldn't say... I was thinking, say his name. Say his name. And I'm, twi- I'm texting you guys. <laughs> say his fucking name. This is the fight. This is the fight in the heavyweight division. Forget Tyson Fury, because Tyson Fury hasn't boxed for two and a half years. Forget Jarrell Miller, because he's rubbish. This is the fight. Like, stop trying... For me, if you read in between the lines and you and you don't watch IFL, because I don't, and it looks other like... Other internet interview channels are Or available. whatever, of course. There's other good ones as well. But look, just reading between the lines, I look at it and think, you don't want it. And I've thought that all along. You don't... For some reason, you don't want this fight. And us, as outsiders, I look at it and think, Joshua wins that fight. Beats him in six rounds. Because he's sloppy as shit, Wilder. But... They look at it and they think there's a butt with Wilder. There's an Oliver McCall moment there. There's something there with Wilder, and I think they're, I genuinely think they're worried about it. I feel you're looking for too, for too much into it. I think I think Anthony Joshua has a, probably a seventh, eight month window to truly unite, uh, unify, sorry, the, the 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 division with every belt, because after that, mandatories and everything else is mm. going to start getting in the way, uh, particularly IBF and particularly WBA. So. I don't think for a minute that he doesn't want it. Hmm. Um, I think it's a question of... Uh, I don't think he wants to go over there. He wants it here. I think he wants it all on his own terms. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Like and did. I think and I think he's probably being put into his ear saying, look, no one, you know, no one knows who Deontay Wilder is out there. That seems to be a quite a common tagline there. America's like 50 times the size of this country exactly. with five <laughs> other major, major sports... Yeah, of course, no one's going to have the same level of what Joshua has here. It's mm. almost, it's almost 
it's I was going to say naive, but it, and it's almost stupid to think that that he would, right? It's but I I think I think he does want. I think it's just a question of um, you said it earlier about who you believe, yeah, in terms is. of of who's pushing more for it now. I think I think Matt Truman and uh, Joshua know they're in a fantastic position. They've got the market. They've got they're they're the ones that are going to offer the money. So they're going to have to make some sacrifices to, to to come over here. And Wilder has, and and that um and his his people will not want to do that. So it's going to be a tug of war to see to see where the flag in the middle of that rope ends up on our side or on their side. Yeah. And it'll have to be on our side for it to happen. And I think you know, and again, no matter what you think of Eddie Hearn, if if anyone's going to get this over the line, it's probably going to be him. Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt that Deontay, uh, Joshua's the A-side. He's the draw. He's the guy who's filling up stadiums. He's got a presence in America. Showtime and HBO are bidding trying to get him. Um, despite what Joshua said last night, I think there's a chance that he could box in America. There's been talk of Jarrell Miller. If you're gonna if you're gonna fight Joseph Parker and you're gonna fight Jarrell Miller, why aren't you gonna fight Deontay Wilder? Why are you gonna be so dismissive? I just don't see the difference. I don't see why they're being really difficult about Wilder, but they'll make the Parker fight. They're talking about making Jarrell Miller fight. Mm. Like five to three on was this morning, Jarrell Miller. Yeah, I could definitely That's see that happening fucking because bollocks. they want to make a presence in America. I could see him fighting Jarrell Miller in New York. So he can make the Wilder fight for Vegas. Because despite what we like to think, Vegas is where the money is. That casino money, you can't fuck with that. Mm. No no big enough stadium is going to match that Vegas casino money. So what was so was Joshua a little bit naive last night saying no, it's only happening here? Well, he's saying that because look, he's not going to say otherwise in a crowd full of 80,000. But he wasn't grand. asked about where. He was asked about we've about the Deontay Wilder fight, he kind of merged into location on yeah. its on his own, which yeah, is why it's kind of interesting. It's low hanging fruit, there, isn't it? The crowd all cheered. Yeah, he's not. He can't really say otherwise. And also, Eddie Hearn kind of trying to pop the crowd like Mick Foley last night. <laughs> Eddie, bless him. I really thought he'd get a cheer last yeah. night. But, he, said, uh, he said minutes later, "Look, you know, we'll fight here, we'll fight there. You know, it doesn't matter." And I think um, ultimately, the fight has to happen. The way they're both talking is like it's going to happen this year, maybe the back end of this year. Yeah. Um, I don't see a point of them fighting anyone else because I don't I don't think they're going to build a fight up any more than what it is mm. unless AJ suddenly appears on Dave Letterman and Jimmy Kimmel and those shows. I've unless got... he does that, the fight. Yeah. How else can they build that fight? If they fight Jerome Miller in New York, right? What does that does, and does looks, nothing? And yeah, and if he doesn't have his best night, well, if he wipes him out and around, then what? Mm. I don't think you're not going to say, "Oh, is this your king?" Like Black Panther fucking style, is he? It's just going to be <laughs> it's all, the fight's all going to be what it is, isn't it? Yeah, I I think my my overriding feeling is that we'll just wake up one day in a couple of months' time and it'll be <clears> announced. Yeah, and it'll just go, and it'll be one of those, or it, or it won't happen. So we'll see. Yeah, let's let's move on because we talked a lot about Joshua and Wilder last week as well. Yeah. Um, on the undercard, so let's start with the chief support. Uh, David Price was was. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Anthony Quala. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get to Anthony. But don't bluff me there. David Price was was knocked out in a very very scary fashion last night. Yes. Um, I was absolutely oh. devastated for him because I thought after he nailed after he nailed Povetkin back in that fourth round, third or fourth round, third. I remember, uh, third round. Um, I thought, oh, mate, that's just that's that's what he's needed. That's what he's needed to go right. You can do this, Dave. You can do it, right? And oh, oh look, how go on. Tell me Even about when he got knocked down, 
Yeah. The way he pounded the cameras, it was yeah. like, fuck's sake. Like, it wasn't like, mm-hmm. like the first round, I thought he looked absolutely terrified, Price. It was, it was mouth breathing already in the first round. I thought he looked <clears> terrified. The look on his face, we were almost laughing in it. Because mm. I thought he looks fucking terrified, bless him. But then he got through the first round. He wasn't doing much, Price. He wasn't doing a lot. But do you but, blame him? I mean, after everything that's happened, he's in against someone who you know he's could, could, got a know, lot of power. And he's, you know, he, but he's him, got a lot of power. I've kind of yeah, felt like he had him, to go for it. But give him 90 seconds. Give him, yeah. uh, sorry, two two rounds and go, right, all right just feel yourself in. Yeah, 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 yeah fine. Yeah, yeah, fine. But he didn't, I mean, he didn't do anything throughout the fight, really. Other yeah. than yeah, other than uh, hurting Povetkin and scoring, mm. it was it was a knockdown because the ropes were yeah. too up. Yeah, other fucking hell, he would have ended up in bloody yeah. Philly if he had his ropes <laughs> stopped him. Philly. But he didn't do much, Price, bless him. But he was he was in it and he was composed and he didn't look terrified after that first round. He looked absolutely fine. But Povetkin was always doing more. He was all he was landing everything around the guard. Everything he was just coming around the guard and landing everything. And I really went Price to win. I was thinking, fucking put a jab together, put a straight right hand down the pipe. Because he looked like he could trouble him. Yeah, but he could. Yeah, I and think Povetkin looked gassed at that fourth round. He, he was. You, I think yeah. Price did need at some point to just step on it, hmm. just step on it, just go jab, jab, straight right hand down a pipe. I think he did when he got knocked down because yeah. they were trading. Yes, yes. They were trading blows, yeah. and he went down. And I think, well, I'm gonna do that again because this is what happened last time. But when he banged the canvas, that made me feel a bit better because yeah. I knew that it was a was a flash knockdown. Because mm. when you see him go down, you think, oh, God, he's not going to get up again. Yeah. Um, but but no, I think, um, you know, the crowd were behind him, everyone was behind him. Yeah, the, the reception he got when he came out. But I just think I just think it's not there. Um, well, he doesn't... I mean, we were arguing after the fight about whether it was sensible for him to fight him in the first place. Mm. I just think with the lack of head movement, and I don't buy into him being chinny as such, especially last night, because that was a, a temple shot fucks anyone. Mm. Don't care who you are, it just, it just fucks him. And, He's um, chinny. You think he is? He's chinny. It's but, relative. It's, it's, but it's, I, don't, I don't think... The, I fucking the, hate that word. What? Chinny. But the, chinny. the shots that put him down, I don't think they're... I don't think the shots that many other people would have stood up for. He's a much bigger man than Povetkin. And it's all relative. You know, if, if a welterweight... If a welterweight's always getting done over by welterweights, you'd call him chinny. Just because he's a heavyweight doesn't mean he's not chinny. He's much bigger than Povetkin. He's chinny. But the problem with David Price is he can't defend himself. He All he does is put his arms up in front of his head and stand there. And that's it. He has, he can't, he's such, such a big lump. His feet are obviously really slow. He has hope, no head movement. When he gets hurt, he doesn't know what to do. He just freezes like Frank Bruno used to do, but worse. <clears throat> and that's why we were arguing about this last night. This isn't like a journeyman. Journeymen know how to defend. They know how to how to slip shots, how to not get hit flush. They know how to. De- he doesn't know how to defend himself, and that's why it's dangerous. But this is the thing: you don't you don't get journeymen getting knocked out time after time after time. I mean, that blow was at Buckley. You lost like two hundred odd fights. Yeah, he wasn't getting sparked out every time, was he? He was. He knew how to evade shots, and Price can't do that. Yeah, and, I, and I, I don't disagree with you. What I, where I was coming from last night is, is I saw people saying that this is was calling him stupid and calling him and and team running stupid for him for him taking like the last couple of fights, and and David Price is why is why I love boxing because you can't get any of us. Oh, well, I'm sure there probably is, but but that emotion last night. Scott was texting us into the group last night. Scott, who's been on the podcast, is is part of the matchroom um, setup. Was saying he's he's never heard a crowd so supportive for for someone who is relatively unsuccessful as as, as David Price last yeah. night and it and it drives 
it drives someone out from someone who has got relatively limited talent. You've just you've just named a couple of things of what what he can and can't do, mm-hmm. um, but was able to hurt someone who we who we see as a game who's been done for drugs. Like, I don't even know how many times now. So it generates these these things into it, and and he is. I mean, the the bravery in there. I mean, this is what people will 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 kind of divvy up as to whether he's brave or whether he is stupid and whether there's responsibility of people around him to, to put him out. Now, I think we're at a point where we say, right, yeah, I think, you know, anyone who's saying, like, I'll train you and I can put you, I think it's a waste of time. Mm. Um, both for the, for him in terms of doing something in the sport and in terms of him and his life. But he, he's, I, I have no issue with him taking this fight because this could have changed everything. Everything. Mm. and it, But it didn't. Uh, you know, and if, like I said, if if he had if that had gone knocked down and that round was another um, thirty seconds, another thirty seconds yeah. longer, who knows? Yeah, and then we're not having that conversation. And <laughs> <laughs> you're right. If that's another thirty seconds, then you're right. That's why it's the greatest sport <clears throat> in the world. And I just don't. I, I don't like it. Didn't it? Doesn't sit well with me when people are told when when boxers after the event after the event are being told shouldn't be in there. It's stupid. It's irresponsible. If, if that's the case of what we're going to do, that's fine. If someone's been knocked out three, four times and badly, mm. that's it. You, the board has take, take you, away the license. Usually, well, the, Amir yeah. Khan shouldn't be fighting again. Well, yeah, you said it yourself. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, yeah. but, I, you know, I know what you're saying. You know, like you say, if that if that goes on for thirty seconds, price is redeemed. And and even though I've said he's chinny, he's bad at this, he's bad at that. I was cheering as loud as anybody for him last night. And when he hurt Povetkin, I fucking screamed the house down. Mm. I really wanted, I did, yeah. I really wanted him to win. And when he got knocked out, I was fucking devastated. Yeah. Because he does come across like a lovely bloke. Yeah. But, and it is, but, <laughs> someone like him that's been hurt so many times, to be put in a fight with a top five heavyweight in Povetkin, yeah. that's why it's <clears> a little bit irresponsible, but that's for the board to answer. Uh, that's not for him to answer at all. He's trying to make a living. But then, but got... do you not think? You know, two of his opponents after the fact have been proven to be enhanced when they when they yeah. fought him. So well, if you're him, him well, exactly. I mean, if you're him and you're his team, you're thinking, well, would that have happened if they had been like that? Yeah, I'd see. What, and, so, and boxers are like that. Boxers will always try to find a way why why losing. Well, it's a wasn't... pretty big reason. To be yeah, fair. yeah, but why losing wasn't their fault, hmm. but. Yeah, juice or not, he's been knocked out three, four times. But at the end, at the end of the day, look, he's he's okay. You know, we we heard that he was he had a he, he wasn't uh, in brilliant con- yeah. condition after last night. But but it sounds like he's he's okay, and that's that's all that matters at the end of the day. So, um, who else on the other card? Well, uh, we saw uh, Ryan Burnett and and Josh Kelly. Uh, you know, Burnett. We've Burnett got something to talk. About. Burnett looked decent, but we've got something to talk about with his skin and his cuts. Yeah, because that's another cut in yeah. the same position. Mm. Very delicate uh, skin. Is this gonna be... finishes him in a round. <laughs> is this going to be something that I think it's just like once, once, once you get that one big cut, that's it for you because it's scar tissue. Then scar mm. tissue just opens up every single but time. It's not easy to hit. So it's not like a Ricky Hatton situation where he just be blocks punches with yeah. his face. So yeah. obviously it's a problem that he keeps getting cut. But he's not someone who gets hit a lot. Maybe his style might invite clashes of heads, mm. which which could open a cut. But he's not someone who stands in the pocket and gets hit all the time so yeah. he can I think he can manage that but he's in a very tough division well both of them together both of Adam Booth's kind of prodigies at the minute in Ryan Burnett and, and, and Josh Kelly um, are both both showed both showed a lot of kind of fancy stuff last night and sticking their chin out in front of in front of opponents and, and dancing and nice fancy footwork is that is that part of it I, I heard you know Carl Froch at one point was saying hold on a minute you know calm down a little bit Josh I agree, I agree when, Froch, when he yeah. was but um 
Yeah, I, mean, I think Kelly probably had the slightly tougher in, of opponent in Molina um, out I of thought, the two. But no, I see in, on paper, on paper, yes, Molina's the tough, yeah. the tough because he was a former world champion at like middleweight. He looked really good at like middleweight, and mm. then he went down to world time. He's been shocking. Oh look, no, no, don't get me wrong, Molina was shot uh, to pieces. He was terrible, it? and I, I was really quite disappointed in Josh Kelly. I thought this was a really good opportunity to make a statement. Uh, and try and you know he, the stoppage was there for him if he wanted it, and he just dicked about. And how do you feel about how do you go? Well, what were you saying? And do you feel it is like it's being dicking about? I just, just trying just, to make it entertaining for himself, or is it, or is it part of the whole? It's I, just the fact that they're both with Adam Booth, and it, it, it hmm. and they were both on last night, and it was like, look, they both, you know, they both want to show off, they both want to put think, some personality. I think it. Kelly wanted the rounds. I think hmm. Booth wanted him to go the rounds. I don't think they wanted the stoppage. I think there was just, I think it was almost like a spa. Hmm. He treated Kelly especially treated it like a spa. He wasn't he wasn't looking to stop to stop Molina at all, and that was why it was a little bit disappointing. But it's a good win. But after six fights, after six fights, it's a great win over a former world champion. We'll see Kelly next on uh, in Newcastle with with Lewis Ritson headlining up there. So <clears> that would be uh, who so domestically who, who could we see for Josh Kelly? Well, Skeet's probably going to vacate, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, but there was talk of Frankie Gavin. Jesus Christ, that makes sense. War Frankie Gavin, mate. Well, do you know, what? I, let, I read a um, not in Boxing Monthly, but uh, unfortunately in, in, a, in a rival publication. But I did, I did read an article on um, on Frankie Gavin. But the fact that he's got you know no promoter, no trainer, and everything at the moment. He yeah. was offered the Kelly fight um, yeah, a couple definitely. of weeks ago, but felt it was was too soon. Um, Frankie Gavin. I mean, really? I mean, that would be. It's a name, isn't it? People know Frankie Gavin is. It's a welterweight. Josh Kelly will be massive compared to Frankie Gavin. I never want to see Frankie Gavin ever again. Yeah. He he just doesn't have the discipline, does he? He just no. doesn't. Well, and that was, the, the article was fascinating, I must say. But he he, um, he, he was saying that, you know, uh, that this is something that he feels that he's conquered now and ready to live the life and the rest of it. But we've, we've heard that before. He didn't even beat Bradley Ski. I'm not having that. Uh, he did. I thought he, he beat Bradley. Steve. No, he didn't. And I love Bradley. He Steve. didn't beat Bradley. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I mean, anyone else? Anyone else that would actually be interested? Not Walter. Mm. I mean, who've we got? So we've got. Eggington has moved up as Eggington. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not. It's, it's yeah. Domestically, it's not. Dale ideal. Dale Evans is just retired. Yeah. You know, you got. I mean, after Sam Eggington and Frankie Gavin, you got Johnny Garton of Peckham, twenty-one and one. It's not. We said this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. It's probably the weakest division yeah. domestically. Uh, Gary Fat and Super Middle. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's... Well, let's see then. Let's see. And then obviously for Ryan Burnett, uh, I'm not sure what the plan is next for Ryan Burnett because um, he's obviously he's vacated the IBF. Yep. Um, you know, naughty mandatory, and so he thought, mm, let's save myself. For, uh, yeah. Because there's some murmurs going around about a WBSS tournament for basketball. Yeah, they're opposed to Newey. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's see what happens with yeah, that. Yeah, new age okay. approach. So he's saving. He, you know, he's thinking, let's keep the belt. Let's get myself in the tournament because that's yeah. massive money. Uh, and then finishing up, Anthony Crawler won an absolute war. Yeah, <laughs> he fancied a nap. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was pretty much a glorified ten round spar. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a great card. Really. He got a naughty cut as well, though. Did get a bad cut. It's a bad yeah, cut. So yeah. that means he can't have another fight anytime soon. They were talking. They were trying to talk up a Campbell fight. Luke yeah, Campbell fight. I think <clears> that's the natural fight. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I, like to see that. I think Luke Campbell probably beats him, yeah, truth be told. But I think um, it's difficult for, for fighters of, of in Anthony's position now, and, and because he's, you know, he's, it's it's a bit, it's like a, it's like you're going out for a ride on your mountain bike, right? There's, with, with boxing careers, when it gets to that stage, there's hills, and then you go downhill for a little bit, and you've got to climb all the way back up to get yeah. to get up to positions where you feel that you should be, yeah. you know. And uh, you know, I, I think he will get another world title shot. Yeah, I think he will. Um, I mean, I, I dread to think about who that might be against, but 
you know, it's 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 difficult situation, but he, he did all right. Look, he came he came through. It wasn't the best performance. He's just worked his way through it after he's been out for you know hasn't had a fight for no since October. Yeah, five months, five yeah, six yeah. months. So, so yeah, it was just a little warm up for him. Yeah. Get paid. Get it wasn't, but you're right. It wasn't the best card in the world, was it? No, not at all. No. Normally we have um, was the white v Chizora fight on an undercard. Yes. Yeah. So that was a pay per view thing as well. So. Mm. I guess the Price Perfecting fight was probably the best fight of the night, arguably. And yeah. even then, that was <laughs> didn't go the way we wanted. So. But people aren't there. People aren't there for Crawler. They're, they're not there, there for PBK. No, I mean, that's right the thing. When there. people say, you know, I spent 20 quid for a shit main event, but you know, not every fight can be a Foreman v. Lyle or Vlad yeah. v. v. Joshua. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we'd like pay-per-view cards because <clears throat> we're, not, we're not as used to pay-per-view in this country as they are in America. You know, there's so many networks over there that do pay-per-view. So but there's two know, models. You know there's something. Go on. The Lucas Brown fight is pay per view in, in the Australian. It costs forty dollars. Wow! Rah. Fucking hell! Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's two models with the pay per view. We've seen on uh, on when Matchroom sure that you know with their Raw Britannia card that they had on there, and they had that was kind of the main event was not up to pay per view level, but the undercard was was heavy and yeah. and and you kind of got a you know yeah. full night five o'clock onwards type thing, which was or you do it where it's massive main event and then the rest is yeah. you know Ooh. so. We'll see. Uh, well, Teague, speaking of uh, Daniel White and Lucas Brown, should we cover that? Yeah. Very quickly. So that was a good card. Yes, was. that was a good card. I was, I was enjoyed that. Very enjoyed good. that night very much. Yeah. yeah. So swings and roundabouts, isn't it? So, yeah. um, so Daniel White knocked out uh, Lucas Brown in quite um, stunning fashion in the eighth, sixth, sixth, sixth round. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Lucas Brown was very, very disappointing. His gut fell out of his shorts after about 30 seconds. Mm. Yeah, I think um, the, you're saying that to weight cut as a heavyweight, but I can see why I was on the weight cut in mm. Yeah, Yeah, he was, he was in terrible shape. And he just had really, really disappointing. No ambition. He just didn't really do anything. He just kept coming inside. His guard was really loose and really poor. And he's just thinking, I just want to come inside and land one big shot. That mm. was all he was trying to do. And why? And he made White look a million dollars. He made White look like... A viable contender who has a real cult following now had a fantastic you know reception what? last night. I'm so impressed by how popular he is now. He always gets. I don't know if you turn those cheers into ticket sales. Mm. I think those are two separate things. Same, similar to James DeGale. Just because James DeGale got that cheer after Darrell doesn't yeah. mean he's going to sell tickets. Mm. Cheers don't cost anything. <laughs> um, but, I think he will sell tickets now. Yeah, not as a main event. No, no I um, think he will. I think I think if you match him right with yeah. with a good opponent. Someone like Brown that that looks dangerous and you know is, I know it sounds weird, but like English is their first language, so they can sell the fight properly. Mm. I think if you if you match him properly, then I think he can do. Yeah, I, I I think some of us underestimate the job again. Hearn and and Matchroom can do these guys. You know, you've seen things like popping up more as guys popping up on Talk Sport things like that, which it just just wasn't happening before. Yeah. You know, he was on uh, on Talk Sports Breakfast Show, which is you know that that's about. That's more. I mean, they have no idea who he is. Like yeah. Brazil and the rest of it. But this is this is some of the matchroom will have gone to talk point and said, "Look, why this is something that Joshua down the line, blah blah blah. You know, you can help push this, and that's that's what it done. It's a machine, you know, and it's, yeah. it's and it works very well. What about after the Povetkin fight when they then they pulled White out in front of? Pivetkin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, he, somebody. I've never seen Povetkin move so quick. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fucking Mario Kart. They throw bananas on the fucking. Yeah. It's like trying to away, Terry you know? Dooley who. Uh, uh, he, he writes for uh, Boxing News. He uh, he was saying, "What is this? It's like anyone that wants a world title fight has to go through Dillian, Dillian White. White yeah, it's like they're just fun. putting Dillian White in yeah. front of everyone. He's like, it. no, you can't fight Joshua. You got to go through Dillian. It's good. Yeah, it's quite funny. Like it's quite guys. funny. I like the fact that Joshua and Dillian White seem like mates now. 
Yeah, I think there's a mutual respect there. And Dylan, Dylan has spoken that he wants to fight Joshua like three, four times. Well, of course he does. He's going to get paid five million pound every exactly. time. And it's something that would, I mean, it's it's an absolute piece of piss in terms of to selling sell it. it yeah. Into there'll be no, um, there'll be no sale needed because it, it was already done once. And he's in a position of they you know, Sky Sports viewers will have seen him knock someone out brutally. It's yeah. easy, easy to sell. So let's see what happens with that. Um, Let's talk about Lewis Ritson. So Lewis yes. Ritson stopped Scott Cardle uh, in two rounds. We talked mm-hmm. about that in there. I I uh, I can't remember what I said. I, did I, I think I called it right, didn't I? I think I said that he'd be you done did, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ritson was buzzed badly. Mm. Scotty Cardle came out like a bat of hell. Yeah, and loved he just, it. it. And do you know what? He looked really good. Yeah, and he was <laughs> he was throwing in shots, stepping off, bash. I'm thinking. Oh my god, this could be like a fucking Tyson Douglas moment where he was just that like, his downfall though? The fact that he caught Ritson early and saw that he buzzed him. Yeah, and he, he thought, oh yeah, I've got this guy now. Mm. But it made you look at Ritson like, mm, you can be hurt. And Cardle's not a puncher. Mm. Yeah. He's got like six knockouts out of 20 wins <clears> or something. It makes you look at Ritson and go, okay, maybe you're not the finished article by any means. Uh, but it was fantastic entertainment. Mm. That first round especially, he was buzzed badly, Ritson. But he weathered it, fair play to him. And he just start, He just he's like a body snatcher. He just starts targeting the body, slowed uh, Cardle down. Where do we put? Where do we put Ritson? How old is he? Uh, oh, not twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four, twenty-five. I don't think he's gonna have a long career if he fights like that. No, I, I think he had to fight like that because of the way Scott Cardle came out. That's mm. true, but he likes to. He's, you know, he doesn't he doesn't care about getting hit. Yeah, uh, and I he's think... in, and, it's, and the division he's in may not be a murderer's row. I mean, he probably got to one forty where you know domestically it's too much competitive. But I don't, know, I, don't I don't think. I don't think that style led us off to a long career. Must I don't good. think that's his style. From from the stuff I've seen before and bef- before he signed with Matchroom and, and, and a couple of bits that I've seen, you know, he's he's very very good at being quite elusive and um, and, and not getting hit. Um, I think, but I also think that he probably does, like you say, love a, love a trade when when it comes down to it, which is you know, which I think is great, learn, even know. though it was two rounds and he won in two rounds, I think he'll take a lot from that. Where do we put where do we put him? In terms of specialness, where are we putting it? Because there's a lot now, you know, there's a lot of hype. Newcastle is an area where yeah. Sky and Matchroom obviously see, but, you know, it's easy money to be made in terms of ticket sales, especially with, with, with Josh Kelly as well. Yeah. So there's a, there's going to be a lot of machine behind behind him now as well. So, but where do we put him in terms of, you know, would you put him, if you, you know, you couldn't put him in there with a with a crawler or you a cowboy, could you really? Do you know, know? what? If you put him, cause, because crawler's he's slightly yeah. on the turn mm-hmm. now, not yet, but a year from now, you could put Ritson yes. in with Quala. Agree. Let Ritson win the the British outright. It looks like he's going to do that in record time. Um, just try and do that, and then perhaps you could look at a Quala. You wouldn't put him near Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell's the best in the country at lightweight. His style is so awkward. He looked really good against Lenares, but he's good. Ritson, he's good. Mm. He's yeah, he can. He'll do bits. Make him win a world title. If match right, yeah, possibly. We'll see. He's still young. He's still young, and yeah, I think he can. I think he can. I haven't yeah, changed my mind too much. Yeah, depends on how he's matched. Yeah. Um, uh, another uh, big shock, and another one I called right actually on the other card was you did. Uh, yeah, you did. was Callum Johnson stopping Buglioni in a round. I, mean, I didn't call it in a round, but uh, but yeah, I mean, what a win! Yeah. What an absolute fantastic win for Callum I, Johnson, I who's had a very it... very tough eighteen months. Yeah, he 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 has had a tough time of it, and uh, Buglioni. I was talking last week uh, on the last podcast about how the winning the title has matured him and he's looked better and I think he'll yeah, he's made you look a right twat and he has because <laughs> he got buzzed and then decided to trade hmm. and then 
Callum Johnson was the puncher. Bullioni's a decent puncher, but he's not a massive puncher at light heavy, whereas Callum Johnson clearly is. Mm. He tried to trade with Johnson, and Johnson just wiped him out and got him out of there. And it makes the British title scene in light heavyweight really interesting now. Well, it is interesting because um, Hosea Burton, who obviously lost the title to, to Frank Buglioni, uh would have been mandatory for for the, well, is mandatory for for the British title. They've said. That is not going to happen. They're both trained by Joe Gallagher, and they're very, very good friends. That will not happen. Um, so, I mean, what? I mean, he's probably going to vacate. Yeah, or he'll try to win it outright really quickly, and then yeah. hand it off to Burton. Or it's a difference. It's a pain, well, really, isn't it? Because he's thirty-two years old as well. So it's not, yeah. he's not going to. Hang about I keep thinking no. about. I just keep wanting Anthony Yard. But Anthony Yard doesn't want. Callum he doesn't Johnson. want it. Callum does Johnson's not money. I don't think he's scared of Johnson. Just think. Do you not? Callum Johnson isn't money. Mm. Bullioni is very well supported. He's not even a matching fighter, Bullioni. So I don't really understand why. But then you they can't hear, make the fight anyway. But so you hear Frank. Battle. You heard Frank Warren talking afterwards about about um, about Yard and going, yeah, they kind of we'll look at it, but it's not something that's massively on our radar. And I'm thinking, come on, yeah. oh, it's Bullioni who we wanted really, and I'm like, mm. but that's because that's what that's the point he's making. Uh, yeah, I know, but I'm just. Yeah, that that's a that fight should be happening. Yeah. You know, this is where and and they and they're both guilty of it. Uh, Matchroom and and Box Night, um, uh, Frank Warren promotions is, yeah. is, is that uh, yeah 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 we've got no problem making the fights with so and so and so and so it's fine. But then it never happens. Well, it does happen. Time, but then, it very rarely happens. And this is the fight now. With with Anthony Yard is getting to a point now where he is. I mean, he's supremely talented. We love him to pieces. But but people who don't watch those types of shows will never don't know who he is, and they should know who he is. Because he's fantastic. He's well supported, but um, Hearn mentioned that he turned on a fight at Viterbia, and my initial reaction is why would they why would they duck that fight? Then the more I think about, it, I think, well, why the fuck would you put why Yard in you... with Viterbia? Mm. Viterbia nah. a bit of a bit of a killer, man. He wouldn't he wouldn't want to do that. But Yard Yard, do you? Know, I mean, I might be wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm being naive, but I mean, I think Yard is at a point now where he needs a breakout domestic fight. Yeah, he does. I, I think Bullioni would have been that. Um, I think, yeah, but. But you can do that with Callum, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Callum with, Johnson. With Sky, forget Callum Johnson. Someone of that ilk who has just been seen on on Sky like that. It's it's, it's easy. Any Hearn can sell. I don't, I don't, I don't think it moves a needle if he beats Callum Johnson himself. It does. It does if it's if it's if it's so, and I don't. I hate right. saying this, but it, it probably does if it's on Sky. It probably does because Eddie Hearn can sell snow snow to an Eskimo. That's mm. just you know when when we was at Chamberlain against um, a Coley. You know, it was 8,000 tickets sold for a southern area title fight level mm. kind of thing. So, yeah, I think if it's promoted right and it's put on the, you know, and it's given the right kind of attention, yeah, it could move the needle for Yard. Um, I just don't think they want to, they don't want to do business. Theresa May no. can only dream of having a Cold War like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not on that level. And yeah. They, they, yeah, this is real animosity. They'll never do business together unless they absolutely have to. Well, it's a shame, but let's see what it is. But I, I am at a point now where I'm like, come on, Anthony Yard needs needs something. It needs something, and it needs something big. Yeah. Um, very quickly, Chisora beats beats a can, and then has a bit of a thing with David Hay and and Joe Joyce outside. It wasn't Fraser Clark; it was Joe Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I mean, it started off quite friendly, a little handshake, and then yeah. uh, and it goes. So basically, Chisora said, "Look." You give me your purse and TV money for Bellew. Uh, but if I lose, if I, I win, uh, yeah, if I lose, you give me a pound. Yeah. It was, it was, and Hay was like, no, <laughs> I fucking need it. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, go on. I don't know. I mean, you, yeah, Joe, Joe Joyce last night saying he fancied a bit of Povetkin as well. But Joe Joyce has got to fight someone. 
It would be nice if it's Chisora. I don't know how much Chisora's got left, really. But Joe Joyce is 30 years old now. Yeah, so he wants, he wants to get moved on give him, just, just go in with a Povetkin. Apparently they offered him 200 grand, Chisora. So there's, yeah, they're saying that's it's far more than what he would have got for his European title fight against well, Pula. More than what he got for facing Matey the other day. Mm. I think Chisora knows. He knows that he's on. You know, he knows he's on the way down, and he knows that Joe Joyce is a tough fight, and he wants to get paid for it. And it yeah, doesn't, doesn't tell me he's desperate to get it. Chisora's a prize fighter. The money's right of a fight. But that's classic pricing yourself out of a fight. That is mm. talking about taking Hayes' livelihood. That's silly. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, look, that's 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 yeah. uh, mental. But in terms of a big money, yeah. you know, look, Joe Joyce needs this more than Chisora needs it. Yeah, you know, Chisora can will get the odd fight going along as things yeah. come along, and he will, you know, and he's and he's made, you know, he's made yeah. decent money. Joy, so. Yeah, like you say, Joyce is fair. He, he needs it. He mm. needs it now. Yeah, and yeah, fight Povetkin, have it. But then Joe Joyce against Derek Chisora on Dave. I mean, I'll... That's going to be an undercard, isn't it? Yeah, I just won't put it on a hay value undercard. Oh yeah, but yeah. that's not going to happen now. So, no, but no. you know, in, in terms of yeah. even the fight moving forward, no, because those Dave cards they're not promoted very well. Exactly. You don't so... know they're happening. I didn't even know Joe Joyce was fighting last time. Out. He's going to need someone from Frank or or from Eddie to, to to be fighting so that they can put it onto their shows anyway for it to really move the needle. So, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so then we'll finish up a little bit. But we've got uh, so this week we've got. Um, uh, the super welter or junior middle for those who are IBF and WBO uh, suede. Yeah. Of um, uh, Heard against Lara. That's this ne- uh, next weekend, yep. Sunday. Yep. So yep. next weekend. Um, that's with obviously DeGale and Truax. Yeah. Um, and then when is Saddam uh, Ali and um, June. Liam Smith? That's in June. That's in June, is yeah. it? So obviously it's both of That's for the WBO. Obviously Heard's got the IBF and Lara's got the, the WBA um, super. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to it. I mean, it's it's, it's something that again multiple well, titles in a in a decent yeah in a decent yeah. division. But Lara's fights are horrible to watch though. That's, that's, yeah, that's it's one of those. It's uh... you, you got Heard who's a bit of a you know likes to headhunt and mm. attack, and you got Lara who just wants to fight the Cuban way for twelve rounds. I think it could be a good fight, you know. Yeah. Because I I I was in New York for um, Heard against Austin Trout, and uh, Austin Trout completely outboxed Heard for like the first five six rounds. And so, obviously, Lara has a similar-ish style as a southpaw, and I think he could outbox Hurd. Mm. But I do think Hurd, he's just a lump. He's yeah. just massive at the weight. Uh, so I think I do think Hurd will win maybe by a late stoppage, but Lara, Lara could do a job on him, but Lara, he can be really dull at times, so he could just com- uh, complete some news fest. Just one more thing, Liam Smith and Saddam Ali's May 12th. May 12th, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think Lara's going to win. Yeah. I, I think he might... I think it will just be a, like you say, a job. Yeah. I think if if he sticks to it properly, and I think I, yeah, yeah, I can see it. It's a good fight. Yeah. It is a good fight. It will not move the needle at all. No. But whereas Box Nation, I assume will have this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll have that because it's the same card as DeGale Truax. Yes, of course. And sorry, that's yeah, sorry, on Box yeah. Nation. They keep yeah. putting his name first, which is amusing. Yeah, I know. Really DeGale and Truax. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's you know. Truax well, we're not going to do that. So Truax and DeGale. Truax and DeGale. Yeah, champion right. first. Yeah, champion mm. first. And it's the thing about this fight is DeGale's a massive favourite, and Truax is like six to one to win, and it's like Truax just beat him in London, mm-hmm. and he deserved to win comfortable. Mm. Why is he a massive outsider? Lump on the, Truax. The concern is that the girl thinks it was like um, an aberration that he lost the fight. Not that there's any possibility that he's shot, he's had too many hard fights, and that Truax would be motivated and be in his home country. Yeah. You know, At um, the Hard Rock Cafe casino in yeah. Vegas. I mean, how much does the girl have left? No one knows. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't think he beats Groves at this point if they fight again. Um, 
If he doesn't win this fight convincingly, I mean, if he wins it, fine, but if he doesn't win it convincingly, then he should just throw it in the bin. James Gale doesn't beat Perry Groves, let alone George Groves. Right <laughs> it's... Steady on, mate. It's Steady not, on. I'm trying to be objective, man. He's fucking me off. So, do you think do you think Trax is going to beat Degal again? Mm. <clears throat> no. Okay. Because uh, again, and again, part of the reason why I love boxing is that you're in a situation now where this is everything. Mm. Because if he doesn't, then what's the point? Just go. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I'm 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 not even interested in a domestic fight between him and Groves at that point. Because if Groves goes and beats Smith, yeah. I'm not fussed about Groves to go. I don't know that fight's even happening now. It's gone a bit quiet. Uh, I think they're quite positive. I think they've been quite positive about um, about a date, a different date. Now it'll be just about on George's recovery, perhaps. But yeah. um, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But I think I think that's about right. But no, I'm I'm not fussed about Groves to Gale. If Groves beats Smith and to Gale loses to Truax, that's it. It's done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the girl, if the girl does him in the round, then yeah. that's the only way I could see the Groves fight. No, I could only see the, the Groves fight <laughs> happening if Groves lost to Smith. Yes, and to Gale beat Truax. Yes, because then. The Gale's got something. It's something in it for both of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Groves is the money. He is Mm. the ticket seller. He's the A side, if Mm. you like. And then De Gale would have a world title back. That's the only circumstance where I could see it happening. If if Groves wins the tournament, he'll probably retire. The the issue with De Gale is that this is a this is the first fight in his whole career where he has to win and is under pressure to win. Yeah. Throughout his career, he's had something to defend to a degree. Even when I mean the title he won was vacant, wasn't it? The IBF title, yeah, he beat yeah. Durrell as a vacant title. Yeah, yeah, so it's not like he had time to defend or he's a challenger or anything. So this is the first time in this fight where he's been a challenger for a title and he has to win. I don't know if it's in his nature to dictate the pace, keep him on... Because I don't, I don't, the thing with Trash is a hard worker, he's a grafter. I don't think keeping him on the end of the jab is going to make You've got to have something to keep him away. Yeah. And does the girl have that power? You need to, you need to find it. Fascinating yeah. career for the girl, really, because it promised so much early on. And after he beat Paul Smith and won the British title, it was, yeah, that was... he was going to be special. Mm. And his career's been there, you know, kind of thing. He... I mean, he still walks away, you know, first first Olympic gold medalist to win a world title. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. And he won the world title in, in good fashion. He had that little run, you know, on Joshua's, under, Joshua's undercard against, mm. um, I forget the name now, I'm talking about, but... Porky Medina? No, 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 no. Um, before before he fought Darrell for the world title. But he had, he had two, two really quite... You know, sexy wins on mm. on Sky, and then, um, name. yeah, and then obviously had Jack and Medina, and, and it's kind of fell on the way. Was but it Ramirez or something like that, or it's Hispanic? Pac- Pac- uh, Periban. Yeah, Periban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said Pac-Man then. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, he'll still walk away with with plenty of fine achievements in in the sport. But you know, did he make the wrong decision and go into America at the time when he was re- primed and ready to could have been a box office? Fighter here, he chased the money, didn't he? Yeah, and I don't think. Oh, well, look, we talked about this whole. I don't think he's ever as good as he thought he was. Really, I enjoy you saying that. No, he goes, he goes life and death with everybody. Yeah, everyone, every fight's a tough fight for him. He doesn't. But the last, which is entertaining to fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's great in terms of that. But you look at him and you think, I should watch this guy. Oh, he's gonna watch Porky Medina, Mm. and he goes life and death with him. He goes life and death with everybody. I never found the issue of him going life and death. It was the absolute. Tosh that he would spout afterwards <laughs> after every one of these well, fights. Yeah, because anyway. yeah, the, the Porky Medina fight was the one in the press conference afterwards. He was going, oh yeah, smashed him. And it was like, look at the state of your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, like... That was amusing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's finish it up now. Uh, so yeah, so that's this weekend. Next weekend, sorry. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, prediction League. So everyone got their in. Anyone get 
a few people on points for Joshua. I think there were. I don't there? F- was there? I don't think there was. No, I, I didn't see. I saw a split decision for Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mostly, most people were picking rounds. So. Well, that's good because if there's no round, if because there wasn't a round set, no one's kind of pulled away straight away. So that's good. And Next we'll, one, we'll do herd. We'll do herd and Lara. Herd and Lara. Again, true acts. Okay, sense. brilliant. Niche. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, good. Two world title fights. Yeah, this is boxing podcast. We got boxing listeners. Yeah, good. Fucking hardcore over here. Um, yeah. So, uh, so uh, predictions in through Twitter, which is at below the belt or Facebook uh, underscore Facebook be, uh, dot com forward slash B two B pod. If you're on neither of those, send us an email. Yeah, all that. What's the email address again? <laughs> below the belt podcast at outlook dot com. Really? I didn't know we had an email address. We do. We got a nice email <laughs> in there the other day. Um, hopefully, we're going to do something with that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we're here, yeah, uh, and and uh, and stay with us as well because we are arranging um, uh, a few fighters that we've got coming up. Like I said last week, it's just uh, time trying to pin these guys down and uh, and and do it at the same time with us. But uh, we've got stuff coming, so uh, look forward to that. We'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, enjoy this weekend's uh, next weekend's fights, and uh, good luck in the prediction league. And we'll see you then. All right, ta-da! See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.